Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Good afternoon. Welcome back to the second hour of the Colleen and Bradley show as we honor the legacy of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. today and also participate in the Betty White Challenge. Good afternoon. You're listening to the Colleen and Bradley show. I'm the Bradley. That's the Colleen. Hi. And Colleen has a question for you, and that question involves your favorite go-to album for emotional catharsis. Colleen, why are we asking people to... Share with us their favorite cathartic emotional album experience. Okay, so, you know, when you need to, like, it's like when you cut an onion and you cry, sometimes you need, like, a musical onion to cut. Yeah. And so you're like, what am I, I need to cry, I'm going to listen to something. What's the album that you listen to when you need to have an emotional catharsis, 651-641-1071? Because for some reason the other day, and I don't remember why, somebody brought up Tori Amos. And I was like, oh my gosh, in the early mid 90s, it was 1996. College experience. Yeah, that was 1996 that that album came out. And I was like, I used to listen to that album and just like have all the feelings. So this weekend, I was on a long drive and I was like, I'm going to listen to that album again. Um, by the way, listening to that album as a 44-year-old has a very, it just, it it hits different. Oh, um, I'm sure. You have a different understanding of the lyrics and like what's going on in the songs because you have age. But oh my gosh, I started listening to it and I, I had all the emotions. And I thought, I wonder what other people do when they need to, you know, sure. get to their emotional spaces. Yeah, what album is that for you? Six four one one zero seven one. What is it for you, Bradley? I think I already know. Actually, the most recent version of this would be Adele's. Um, which one is it now? The twenty five, Adele's twenty five album. Like that one just gives me all the feels, and it's just so like mm. emotiony and like I can think that's probably the most recent one in college or in high school. Rather, it wasn't college, but in high school, it was certainly anything with Enya's name attached to it. I love me some Enya. You would just like go it just gives you the, the feels, man. In the closet and feel yeah. feelings. Mm-hmm. I know, I get it. Six one six four one one oh seven one. What's that emotional catharsis album for you? Any 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 Adele really will do that for yeah. you. Celine Dion is another good one. Dusty Springfield is a great one. Um other than Tori Amos, do you have any other albums oh. that give you emotional feels? Yes, all day, every day. Like, I feel, I get real emotional um, listening to Indigo Girls. I get, like, real emo with uh, with them. I get emotional. I'm trying to think. It's all, like, I don't know. Maybe it just has to do with, like, the time of my life. 
that I, and it seems like the 90s was like a real emotional time for me so like any music not any music but like a lot of the music from the 90s that's like very feely I'm gonna have a moment with but more recently like I get like different kinds of emotions with um trampled by turtles I know you probably do know that band I've heard of them yeah I don't know that I could pick out a song they've done but oh you probably can't they I love that band and like I can have a total emotional experience listening to them. Plus, we saw them at Red Rocks, which is also Mm -hmm. an emotional experience. So it sort of like conjures up that memory. And I think that that's part of it with those catharsis albums. It has to be kind of attached to a memory for me in order for me to get all like in my feelings. 651-641-1071, what album's putting you in your feelings? Holly, is there an album that speaks to you? Is it a Beatles album? Actually, no, it's not a Beatles album. It's fascinating. Is it Weird Al? Uh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Dare to be Stupid actually really resonates from time to time. It is it serves as a moment of catharsis for me. Uh, but it's the cathartic albums, going back to those certain moments in time for me, it's in seventh, eighth grade. And it's something like OK Computer by Radiohead. Oh, that's you turn, a good one. You turn down the lights and you feel the feels and you're like, oh, I don't, nobody understands me. Yeah. Yeah, just yeah. let it roll over you. And then you're like, oh, well, you're just like millions of other people who are having that same thought of feeling completely misunderstood. Yeah, because, uh-huh. and that's a definite time of life experience. Like, I don't have a lot of those moments in my 40s. I don't, like, I can have emotions, right? But, like, I don't have that same, like, no one understands the right. pain. It's right. like, actually, the truth is, and the reason you're able to experience this through somebody else's work is exactly because everyone else does feel the same at some point. And that's True. what makes us human. But, yeah, like, the, I think for a lot of us, probably that early you know that early uh 20s experience where you just think you're on an island and it's a dark dark island that no one's ever been on before oh really Mm -hmm. really looks like we had one person on the phone to answer your question holly who do we have lisa's here all right lisa what is the go-to album for uh letting those feelings out hey lisa hey Um, i was gonna say um uh, Joni Mitchell has a couple of songs. One is uh, Both Sides Now mm-hmm. and A Case of You, and they're both very sad. Oh, yes, and they really get you. The other one is, um, the other song is um, River of Hers. That one also puts me in my feelings. Oh, okay. I'll have to listen to That's, that one. Yes, that one will get you right where you need to be. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you Thanks. for your call, Lisa. Thanks for sharing, Lisa. I do love Joni Mitchell because she does get you in your feeling space. Yeah. I mean, there are definitely, you know, uh, artists who veer towards that emotional uh, milieu, if you mm-hmm. will. I think the older I get, like you kind of said, like it, it was your 20s when you felt like nobody felt like you. And then as the older you get, the more you realize like, oh, everybody is everybody's swimming in the same emotional pond. Yeah. But as I'm older it's harder for me to access emotions. <laughs> and so I do need a little, like sometimes I really do start crying when I'm cutting an onion and then just let it go. Cause it's already started. Okay. Now I'm just making myself sound like a hot mess, but it's true. Like I'll next time they, then you won't no, do that. Or use sweet maybe onions. I want to cry. I will say sweet oh, onions will keep you from crying. Really? Mm-hmm. 
That's so true. noted. Holly, do we have Thank somebody you. else on the phone? We don't. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought we did. No. Nope. My bad. Okay, well, um, what are we going to... I'm just going to go listen to Tori Amos right now, and when I come back, I'll, I'll be you'll better. You'll feel better. Okay. I'll feel better. Well, you'll feel better enough, hopefully, to tell us about um, Fair Abraham's arrest over the weekend. Oh, I cannot wait. That will make me feel better for sure. Okay, Woo! good, because we need those details when we return right here on My Talk 1071. Abraham was arrested, and Colleen was on the scene with all the latest. Good yeah. afternoon. Welcome back to the Colleen and Bradley Show here on My Talk 1071. Hey, don't forget. Betty White Challenge is happening. $6,310 has been raised by 178 of you, my talkers. Keep it up at mytalk1071.com. Okay, Colleen Lindstrom, tell us uh, all about Farrah Abraham's arrest over the weekend. What happened? Okay, I just love this so much because, first of all, I'm going to tell you what happened, and then I'm going to tell you what her response was. But the way that TMZ tells what happened is comical because it's so clear that they've like played telephone to get as many facts as they can. (laughs) And it's a lot of not facts. Okay. So on Saturday night, uh, Farah was a Clurban in Hollywood at Grandmaster records. And apparently the reason that she got, uh, she got arrested is because she slapped a security guard. Now, this is not the first time by the way, right? No, no. And actually I was going to say that if any of this sounds familiar, it's because, She's done this before. Um, But which I'll tell you, she did that back in 2018. She struck an employee at the Polo Lounge at the Beverly Hills Hotel. That's right. So she's, remember, she's been banned from the Polo Lounge because of that. This woman. So I know, right? So here we are in 2022, and she's Clurban, and she's out with a friend. They're getting all crunk and crazy. And apparently... Somebody, this is what TMZ says, somebody at the club assaulted them, allegedly, and described Farah as a, quote, hater. (laughs) I'm sorry. sorry. She is a hater. So Farah got belligerent and was asked to leave the club. And one thing led to another, and she slapped a guard. Okay. Initially. and Initially. Stop stealing. Initially. The cops weren't called. However, somebody called paramedics. And when they arrived, somebody was, they said somebody was so belligerent that they called the cops for backup. So the whole story in TMZ is, and then somebody said, and then somebody said, and allegedly, and somebody did this. Someone made an, a citizen arrest, a citizen's arrest. Um, what? Yes. And they were holding Farah. <laughs> until the cops got there and they were able to arrest her. There's a video of her with her face in the dirt on the boulevard. Well, they in the like, dirt. Her. Yeah. So like, you know, like on the boulevard, like there's like a tree, maybe or a post and there's oh my like, a little God, square. Dirt, she's a and mess face down in it. Okay. <sighs> I'm looking at the video as you talk. Okay. But let me tell you what she has to say about this. Stop stealing! She says the following. This is her comment to TMZ. And I quote, I'm tired of being maliciously battered, attacked, conspired against. Conspired even. (laughs) Okay. 
conspired against while having dinner at Grandmaster Records. This was a private person's arrest. My lawyer is handling from here. What? Okay. Well, she There's no even... punctuation. I have no idea what any of that She means. didn't even get the name of the place right. It's called Grandmaster Recorders. Oh, I don't even know what that is. <laughs> well, it's a restaurant. Okay. It's a place. But she didn't even know where she was. Well, she doesn't. Okay. Anyway, go on. I love that this you're holding a... her grammar to account. This was a private person's arrest my lawyer is handling from here. It is terrifying and traumatizing that people attack me and I cannot even enjoy dinner as I'm the only person out of three attacked and harassed when. I'm not, I'm reading you the words, okay? And that there's a period there, so I don't know what that means. I look forward to court as always, warning this place is a danger to public figures. So okay. I think what she's saying, if I were to Ferris speak this, Thank like, you. I'm tired of bitches being you've... bitches, <laughs> and my lawyer will handle you bitches, and also, they only attacked me, and also, don't go to this nasty restaurant. Which, all of this is so on brand for Farah because she is like a perennial victim, right? And Well, she's clearly inebriated, so... Like I haven't I'm, I'm, watched I'm, the video yet. I'm watching the video. I'm not listening to it, but she just looks like a person inebriated. It's. I mean, she looks like she just woke up from a nap, but she's mm. been rolling around on the sidewalk. So, I mean, oh, girl, it is. It is interesting, and also, I mean, you failed to remind the audience who maybe didn't show up for the blind item segment that there was a blind item that indicates where all this emotion might be coming from. Can we revisit that? A little celebrity gossip mystery revisited. Let's see, where should we go? I think it's this first celebrity gossip mystery. The mostly former teen mom has been having troubles finding suitors as of late to keep her financially afloat. Perhaps this is why she recently lost her temper. Something ain't right. She's got some stress in her life. I, you know, here's one silver lining. Can I just say, and if you're just joining us, we're talking about Farrah Abraham being a mess, which I know you're like, oh my God, I love how you showed up to the, <laughs> to the world where we didn't know that Farrah was a mess. We know, but we're reporting it nonetheless because we mm-hmm. are not reporters. Um, the the one silver lining to this story about Farrah Abraham being arrested for being a mess, her daughter was nowhere in sight. True. This is true because we are protective of Sophia. Yeah. Um, Not Sophia Vergara, Sophia Abraham. Well, actually, I don't know what her child's last name is, but it doesn't matter. I think it is Abraham. Um, Regardless, what I will say is I hope that she's with a good babysitter. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. 
Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. And that she was eating some Totina's uh, pizza rolls. And Totina's? Com- Totino, Totina. <laughs> That's no Totina's is like the off brand. Yeah, that's well, anyway. She's eating a bag of pizza rolls, unawares mm-hmm. that her mother is being cuffed and stuffed, which is unusual. Um, Only is the cuffing, okay. not the Stop. stuffing. Well, I'm not saying. I'm just saying. You never know what she gets up to. Allegedly, um, supposedly. I w- here's the thing. So the TMZ goes on to translate the thing that you translated, which was Ferris statement to TMZ, which was word salad. Um, but they, they went on to translate that by basically saying she she's claiming that the workers at the establishment attacked her and that they filmed the whole thing to leak to the media, including TMZ. No. Okay, first of all, I guarantee they didn't even know who she was. So that's the thing that I think is the most interesting is that she seems to think everybody knows who she is. And yeah. I don't think that's the case. And if they do know who she is, it's because she's been drunk here before and they're like, that messy lady is back and she thinks right. she's somebody. We don't know who she is, <laughs> but she comes in and orders four chocolate martinis and can't stop talking about how everybody... Um, loves her and she's fabulous and famous and getting a raw deal and then she ended up on the floor and somebody tripped on her and so we were like you need to leave and she didn't want to leave and then we had to call the paramedics which by the way the paramedics were called apparently according to the story and then they had to call for backup right because she was so belligerent they couldn't control her Oh, I just want to read it again because it makes me laugh I'm tired of being maliciously battered attacked conspired against conspired against i wish i could invent language like she can it's really truly it's a, something to marvel at she does have uh she does have a way with words mm-hmm. she really does mm-hmm. language is ever it's evolving not the, it's not the right way with words but it's a way <laughs> oh goodness anyway fairy abraham um all best to you um we hope that people will stop conspiring against you <laughs> Does she mean conspire? Oh, probably conspired against. <laughs> okay, then I'm the dumb one. <laughs> well, what did she? What, did it? Was it spelled like conspire? No, or... it was spelled like conspired. Oh dear! Oh my God! You just out ferret yourself. <laughs> okay, it's really funny. It's like the time that I thought um, misled was a word. <laughs> misled. Just misled. Yeah. <laughs> Nope, oh, conspired man. against. But also, no, nobody so is she conspiring. Was actually not dumb. Uh, but nobody was conspiring against her. So the, the dumb detector detects that is a dumb. Oh gosh! When we come back here on the Colleen and Bradley, we have more celebrities behaving badly. We call them D bags, and we got a whole new crop for you. Breaking up with what we want is for you to head over to mytalk1071.com and make a contribution for the Betty White Challenge today, benefiting canine-inspired change, of which our very own Holly Roberts is on the board of, and you guys, pew pew! 
$6,425 raised thus far today, thanks to all the MyTalkers who made contributions. Colleen Lindstrom. That's so exciting. That's you. I'm the Bradley Trainer. Let's get right to them celebrities behaving badly. What do we call them? D bags? <laughs> Presenting Lord and Lady Douchebag of the Day. Who's your D-bag, Bradley? Thank you. My da- uh, D-bag today is actually a D-bag update. Ooh. So do you remember, um, in fact, I think the story made the D-bag. I think it was a D-bag segment. It, it did. It was. Anyway, uh, I told you a story about Chip and Joanna Gaines on the Magnolia Network pulling a show because there was some squawking about how it was kind of shady McShader pants, meeting the mm-hmm. people did some work that they mm, probably were not super excited about. Didn't one of them say that, like they basically like covered up a <laughs> like, s- like a, a serious... smoke detector or some like a sprinkler system? Yeah, or it was a sprinkler like system which like caused a bunch of damage, right? Yeah. So apparently, uh, that scandal-ridden show has now been added back to the lineup. Pew pew. Oh, look at that! They just showed back up. So after scamming clients out of no, I'm kidding. Uh, but it says allegations that they scammed clients out of thousands of dollars of, with shoddy renovations. Apparently, supposedly, the network, after temporarily pulling that show, has now uh, added it back after quote. Uh, saying that an investigation concluded there was no ill or malicious intent. Oh, okay. So it wasn't. They weren't. They weren't intentionally shoddy. So I know. Like they I just, just think lazy. that's an interesting <laughs> wor- choice of words, right? Like they right? didn't mean to be. Uh, you know, shady. They just were. Magnolia Network is dedicated to sharing hopeful and genuine stories. In doing that, we strive to meet people with compassion and to cautiously approach difficult moments with honest understanding. After speaking with homeowners, as well as Candace and Andy Meredith, those are the people responsible for the renovation projects on Homework, and hearing a mix of both positive and negative experience, we do not believe there was ill or malicious intent. But was that ever accused? What? Sorry. Oh, malicious. That were, yeah. That it was malicious that they were. Well, I think that's like a weird weasel way of saying like they didn't mean for all those bad things to happen. But like to your point, I don't know that that was the accusation that somebody said they meant to do that. They were no, just saying I you did crappy work. Was like, yeah, you were terrible at your job. Which, again, why would you put that show? Anyway, they go on to say, and I just want to finish up their words, our commitment now is to provide appropriate resolutions for those who experience, for those whose experience with homework fell short of our network standards. While homework will return, we recognize the responsibility we have to act on how we can better support not only our talent, but those who put their trust in them and this brand. That is really weird because to me, what that says is like, we, there are both good experiences and bad experiences with that show. Are you going to air the bad experiences? Cause well, something tells question. me they're not going to. Yeah. But also, I mean, a broken clock is right twice a day. Is that how that goes? Yeah, no, that's right. But but honestly, like the like that's like if somebody um, somebody commits some sort of heinous crime and then 
people come out of the woodwork and are like, but they were a good person. They did this, this, and this, but this, they still did the bad thing. And so you better well, maybe nip that in the butter, get to the bottom of that, or like provide them suitable training so they don't keep sucking at their job. Well, I was going to say like to maybe Lori and Julia Hollywood speak this. I would say like they were just too valuable, too big to fail. As it were, the show needed to go on because they've Magnolia has invested all this time and effort and mm. money. And mm-hmm. so they didn't want to pull the show because and they probably don't have anything to replace it with. But what I would say is, is like, haven't you just now ru- like harmed your brand? Because now you're airing a show that unless they're going to change the trajectory of the show, like make, you know, their failures and their fixing of the failures a part of the storyline. I don't see how you just show like the good stuff and not address the thing that's sitting over here outside of the camera mm-hmm. focus. Right. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. Because, like, you're selling these people as they do great home renovations. Well, guess what? But we know that they But they don't. didn't. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so and we all know it now. Yeah, right? It's like somebody does, like, a like Jillian Michaels, sorry to beat a dead horse. <laughs> but if you've heard our most recent promo where we... Or wherein, a dead camel. We discussed a spinning <laughs> Jillian Michaels. Um... You know, it'd be like her saying, I'm going to do a show where everybody's going to lose a bunch of weight, but like nobody lost any weight or right. like one person lost weight and then five other people, you know, um, I don't know, had to go to the hospital, but you only show the episode where the one person lost weight. Right. right. Like it's just right, seems right, right. a little like, yeah. like weird. Well, and, and there goes the pulling back of the curtain of reality TV. Yes. And by all means, this is not a, like they are not alone. This is not unique, right, to the world of reality TV. Okay, anyway, so I just thought I would give that update. So you're still going to be able to see homework. And uh, regardless of how many homes uh, they were forced to Well, they'll get an F on their homework. They'll get an F. Yeah. Or a D minus. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, homework. We know it. They do a whole (laughs) series called Homework. Failed. Failed. (laughs) You want to know who my D-bag is? Please. Jennifer Goodwin. What? Wait, Jennifer Goodwin. Who's Jennifer Goodwin again? Jennifer. I think we pronounce it Jennifer. Jennifer Goodwin. G I N N I F E R. Goodwin. This is the woman who NT Lawyer says maybe had a little side sauce with uh, Tom Hanks. But oh, that's not what this story is about. Okay. But you know who I'm talking yeah. about now, right? Mm-hmm. So she was on that TV show. Uh, I think it was called Ever After or Once Upon a Time. Sorry, once upon a time. Anyway, she's a she's an actress. She's an actressy type. Well, the reason she's my d bag today is because Jennifer Goodwin was on a podcast where she explained it was the it was the pop culture spotlight with Jessica Shaw that she was a guest on. Okay, and she shared a story that nobody asked for that doesn't make her seem like really all that great. And I think she thought it made her look better than it does. Oh, okay. Tell me more. She was like, by the way, I offered my husband's sperm to one of my best friends who was going to be a single mom. Uh, what? What? And my husband and the best friend were like, this could lead to complications. And I was like, I just feel what? like you need to procreate. Okay. So start with 
I offered my friend my husband's sperm. Like, that's not yours to offer up, honey. I know you think it is. (laughs) Hey! (laughs) Right? Like, that is not like... Um, so my husband has an extra pair of, um, you know, pruning shears. Would you like right. to borrow them for the season? No. And like, like, I'll just check with him. He'll probably be okay with it. I don't know yeah, that you also, just offer up your husband's sperm to somebody. That is... I feel like that's his to offer up if he yeah, wants like, to. Oh, you need a kidney transplant. Well, my husband has kidneys. You could probably yeah. use those. What? No. Anyway, it was l- luckily. What was the response? Husband, well, her husband and her best friend were like, this could probably lead to complications. And like she said, I just feel like you guys need to procreate. But they they said, you know, that they had like, they were thinking logically. Um, they were like, yeah, no, like, that's really sweet. But like, what, like, what are the logistics of how we go about doing this? But she just kept on pushing it. She was like, no, we could arrange this. There would be more little, her husband's name is Josh. There would be more little Joshes in the world. And I just like love that picture. No, of, like, no, that's not how this meeting works. Little Joshes. No, first of all, they're not little Joshes. That's not how that yeah. works. <laughs> Science. Yes. But like, that's just creepy and weird. Well, and it's her best friend, you know, so they're the ones that are like, okay, so then we're all going to hang out together. Yeah, that's that is. And I'm not saying like there are people who do this and that's wonderful. And it is uh, like we people who want to have babies. There are so many options of ways that um, babies can be made. And that is wonderful. Thank you, science. The. I don't think that's debaggy that they were looking for a way for her friend who was going to be a single parent to have a baby the debaggy piece of it is her being like offering up her husband's sperm and being excited about it because it means that there would be more of him in the world yeah i don't want um my partner to offer up our home to anyone to use or borrow or be a part of without me talk talking to me first i certainly would hope that that would also extend to my bodily fluids so like the secondary deep baggy piece of this is that she just like totally casually shared this on a podcast like probably thinking everybody was gonna think that was really awesome well it sounds like a very podcast thing to talk about like hey one time i was gonna offer my husband's sperm to my best friend it's just so bizarre just yeah that's that that that's somebody who hasn't thought that all the way through no because it's not just the, the sperm no the worst part about it is that she like no matter how many times according to the way she told the story no matter how many times her friend and her husband were like i don't think this is a good idea have you thought about this she was like no it's but we could do it this way and it would be great and everything would be fine like she really wants this it's not hers like think about how creepy it would be if a guy was like yeah i said you can have a couple of my wife's eggs no big deal yeah man She's got plenty. She's been, you know, dropping them forever. Yeah, like, just uh, take a dozen. Uh, yeah, no big deal. No. <laughs> I know. I know. It's super weird. My fluids, it's super weird. My, you know, my choice. No. Thank you. <laughs> take my sock, please. Okay, what? I don't know what Holly. that means, but I am disgusted. I know exactly what that meant, Holly. Holly. Tell us. What does it mean? Nothing. Uh-uh. I'm not going to explain it on the radio. Or do you mean like doing something in a sock? 
I think that's what she meant, Bradley. Okay, that is nasty. <laughs> That's nasty. The whole story's nasty. Yeah, yeah, no, thank you. That's nasty. Thanks for sharing that disgusting story, Colleen. You're when, welcome. When we come back, we have another story that's, I wouldn't call it disgusting, but certainly disturbing. There seems to be some issue with Kim wanting Kanye to know where the kids are at any given time. And we'll tell you hmm. why when we return right here on My Talk 1071 and head over to mytalk1071.com. Join the Betty White Challenge. $6,590 raised so far. Thank you, my talkers. For I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Canine-inspired change as part of the Betty White Challenge. I'm Bradley Trainer. That's Colleen Lindstrom. Hi. And uh, publationships aside, you know, we've talked about Kim and Kanye um, each having their own new relationships. We'll get to Kim, uh, Kanye, rather's new publationship in the next hour. But um, let's just go back to Kim and Kanye, because it's clear that there's some real uh, WTF stuff going on between these two. And the sources in these stories are trying to make it seem like Kanye is kind of off his rocker, which this is a theme that has happened before. Mm-hmm. Um I, that said, I will say I'm not sure his putting the family on blast on social is is particularly helpful. I'll tell you what that's all about in just a moment, but I wanted to just draw your attention to the fact, Colleen, that this is now the second high-profile celebrity story wherein one part of the story is doing it on social media, like sharing the family drama live as it's happening. See Britney Spears and Jamie Lynn Spears. Exactly. So now we're talking about Kanye West. There was a piece over the weekend from page six that drew my attention to what's going on. Apparently, um, he was having a hard time finding Chicago, that is his daughter's fourth birthday party on Saturday, and claims that the Kardashians were essentially locking him out. Huh. Of that experience, there is a clip of him on social media driving around L.A. You can hear like the the um, what do you call that Na- navigation system celebrities in the, oh. <laughs> in the background, like saying like turn here, and he's yeah. sharing his frustration about the fact that he's not able to find the party. He says, "Y'all, I'm just wishing my daughter a public happy birthday. I wasn't allowed to know where her party was." He said that somebody was playing games. And that this has taken a toll on his health, that the family drama is off the charts. Quote, I'm just putting this online because I need y'all's support. I've called Kim, texted the nannies. I got on the phone with Tristan. He said he'd ask Chloe. And won't nobody give me the address to my daughter's birthday party right now. And that's going to imprint in her mind that I wasn't there. He goes on. But essentially, he went online to say... They're keeping me from my daughter's party. Just to let you know, to to sort of um, like end the story, he did actually find her party and was there. But... Okay, I have a lot of questions about that, though. Yeah. I mean, the questions I have are 
like I mean, was he just driving around Hollywood hoping that he figured it out? Or did somebody end up giving him the actual address? Well, he, not that it really matters. It's just like I it's so unbelievable. Yeah, I don't know the like sort of like play by play. Um <sighs> If you read through the lines, it's clear that there was a miscommunication. Now, that doesn't mean that somebody wasn't trying to keep Kanye away from everybody. Because Mm -hmm. if you go on to read in this story, it sounds like there were two parties planned. Or at least there there was going to be a party, and then Kanye was going to pick her up and take uh, her at like four o'clock and maybe have another party or something. Mm-hmm. So again, it to me, it just seems like there was a miscommunication understanding like where the drama is in that. I don't know because again, if you listen to the sources, which anytime sources are talking to like TMZ, mm-hmm. I kind of feel like that's a Kardashian experience. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And right. what, what do we know about the Kardashians view of Kanye West? Or at I least mean, what do we suspect? Or what that, What do you think? Because I don't know, but I think I know what I know. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, got opinions think, is what I'm saying, but I don't want to speak for you. I don't know. I guess my feeling about it is, and I'm, I'm anxious to hear what your thoughts are. Like, my feeling about it is they got what they needed from Kanye, which was four babies and, you know, a celebrity affiliate. And now that they're broken up, it's like, I I just always think the Kardashian women are um, more devoted to each other than they are to any relationship. Yeah, I, I just think like, I don't I don't know what the motives are, but it appears to me the behavior would suggest that Kris Jenner, etc. Team Kardashian would like you to believe that Kim is at all times the rational, sane minded um operator and that Kanye West is irrational, drama filled and um immature. Like that mm-hmm. that's just I don't, you know, what it, why or how is up for debate, but that seems to me the clear implication of all this, which is unfortunate and sad, but um at the end of the day it is another example as I said at the outset of a family sort of in crisis in drama. And one of them taking it to social media, which I don't know that that's particularly helpful. As much as Kanye probably does feel, you know, attacked. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that I guess, like, what, I, I, I suppose, like, where else is he going to share it? Um, if he wants, okay, I need to rewind this because my real thought is this. I wish that we could select from a menu of things we would actually like Kanye to be exposing the Kardashians around, right? So I guess it's like, why would he choose that thing to be the thing to like expose to us how the Kardashians really are behind closed doors when I'm sure he's got so much dirt on them that I think, I mean, that's a terrible story if indeed it happened in the way that you know, he thought it happened, but I really like, I have questions about things. I really want to know about the Kardashians and how underhanded they are about certain things. Does that make sense? 
Yeah, I mean, you, you would just like Kanye to serve your own interests instead kind of, of choosing to share kind what of. he thinks is important. I don't know. Like, I mean, again, he's going to social media and saying this is a hot mess. If you um, also go on to read the story, they're like, Kim and uh, family are like, I don't know why he's going on social media to talk about all this. It would be really nice if he just... But again, they're speaking all of these words through sources. They're not Mm -hmm. saying them out loud. And sometimes, I mean, it's kind of that thing with Britney. Like, on the one hand, I wouldn't be, like, talking out of the... I wouldn't be talking to social media about my family's drama. But on the Mm -hmm. other hand, you do appreciate the honesty of somebody sharing things out loud versus running to a tabloid source to get the story out because like why why do you feel if you, if you feel the need to get the message out there just say it with your own lips right, right. like so it's it's easy for the kardashians to sort of hide behind all of these sources mm-hmm. um and, and and if it's just chris jenner telling these why isn't she just coming out and saying these things in the open because well, and that's, I think, the most interesting thing is you'll never hear it directly from the Kardashians. No, no, exactly. Kim is never going to put out a statement that says, of course, Kanye was invited to his daughter's birthday party. And here's what actually happened. Like, you'll never hear that. You'll just get these anonymous sources through TMZ, etc. Yeah. Well, that story ain't over, and we'll continue to tell it. Uh, In fact, we've got another Kanye West uh, and his new relationship story coming up in the next hour. But also, at the beginning of the hour, up next, a question. What have you done to be healthy? That was actually pretty dumb. 651-641-1071. All your healthy lifestyle tricks and tips that turned out to be kind of silly. We'll talk about it when we come.